Hello and welcome to Tag One Team Talks, the podcast and vlog of Tag One Consulting. Today, we're going to be talking more about finding and fixing problems with Goose, an open source load testing framework that was inspired by Locust and written in Rust. It's the most scalable framework available. It is the easiest to scale. You can check out all of our talks on Goose at tagone.com slash goose. Today's talk is a really great example of why you should do load tests over long periods of time and not just short runs, as well as why you should be performing edit actions on, you know, creating content and performing editing actions on the content that you create. During our last talk on Goose, we explored the practical side to load testing and we walked through how to analyze your load testing results using New Relic so that you can find problems the, that are impacting your website and address them. We load tested against the Drupal framework and CMS with a default Umami install. And in the process, we did discover a problem. Uh, the problem is with quick edit. Quick edit uh, allows you to quickly edit your content without having to leave the context of the page and going into full edit mode. What we found in running a load test over a long period of time and creating and editing content is that when you have a lot of revisions, load times get insanely slow for end users. We're gonna walk through how we use a local container to track down the bug, fixed it, and then confirm the fix with follow-up load tests. I'm Michael Myers, the Managing Director of Tag One Consulting, and joining me today are two performance and scalability experts, Jeremy Andrews, the founder and CEO of Tag One and the original creator of Goose, and Fabian Franz, our VP of Technology, who's been a major contributor to Goose uh, and a uh, really well-known performance and scalability expert. Uh, Fabian is responsible for a lot of the performance and scalability in Drupal. Jeremy, Fabian, thank you guys so much for joining. I'm excited that we uh, found a bug in our in our load test. Not that there is a bug, but that you know we set out to do a load test, and sure enough, uh, we found one. Uh, and I thought, you know, I learned so much in how to track things down with New Relic. It's it's this amazing tool. Uh, Fabian, could you tell us, you know, uh, just rewind a little bit, tell folks how we discovered the bug, you know, what jumped out, and and what the next steps were. So essentially what we did um, on New Relic, we um, tested our beautiful Umami install and did that for quite a while. So we've run it for a few hours, both for testing the law test um, so that we had good numbers and um, then later just to demonstrate it. And we found that over time it got slower, um, but we also found um, that we had several slow responses always there things like 27 seconds and then we found that all those responses especially um, when we looked at a partial trace in new relic uh, we found this one function quick edit entity view alter um, so apparently quick edit did something here so uh, let me share my screen and we're gonna uh, gonna start here this is your mommy i'm logged in as an admin and just to show real quick what quick edit is it's this so I can just edit this and then save it if I want to, or I can discard my changes. That's quick edit in a nutshell. Um, the bug we found actually is pretty well known. Um, it's a regression from 2018, was created 17 March uh, 2018, and uh, it still uh, needs work. Uh, it's still not fixed in Drupal 9.3x, and it's a critical part of the entity system. And here we can already see some people have already debugged something, but we are not going to look at that because when I start debugging, I 
didn't have that. So let's assume we don't. <laughs> so um, the first thing I did was I ran a Goose Law test against my Umami instance. But surprise, the problem that was so apparent on New Relic was just not to be found. So um, then I thought maybe it's something that has to do that just happens after a while. And so I did leave uh, Goose running for night and uh, came back the next morning then and voila the problem was there then i looked at what has changed essentially and what has changed is that whenever within a standard umami profile an article is edited um, you create a new revision of it so here we have several revisions created by admin uh, which are created by the law test and one originally as part of this profile okay so it had something to do with revisions. That was a good point. So what I then did was I created kind of a little um, a shell script that was just duplicating one revision entry um, because I want to really exacerbate the problem. Turns out 100,000 revisions is way too much. We'll later see uh, what's that about. But essentially in the end, I've, I want to have um, 500 uh, revisions. So we're, what we can do is we could count the number of revisions from an out revision um, group by node ID. So there we see um, many just have, have little ones. So this is no longer the installation where it run goose overnight, but this is a new installation where then just input like around 6,000 revisions. Um, just to exacerbate the problem. Um, so this is how the revision table looks. And then we can essentially start with two things. Uh, we can start from the code level and just look at what's calling quick edit, NTView alter, what is that calling, what is that calling, what's that calling, and go there. Or we can, now that we control our local, uh, essentially get a trace. Um, and for that we start a normal load test, uh, just like normal. So we have our goose here, uh, admin username, password is already in the environment, and we are just uh, starting it up. And um, because I have so many revisions, goose should be able to show me the problem. So while we're waiting for goose to, to do that, um, I've also put us a little uh, nice tool uh, here. Um, into our uh, installation. And we are using, for this whole installation here, we're using DDEV. Um, that means, again, for example, the DDEV drush and, and execute drush commands on this installation, or I could quickly get uh, get a database connection via drush SQL CLI. Um, and um, so DDEV is the core installation used. And, uh, but what we really would like is kind of like a local new relic so that we can um, essentially record all those um, runs that are doing. And this is what I did. I installed a tool called XH graphical user interface and um, a little bit old, but still working. It uses a MongoDB container and it uses um, a web container to then uh, show me all the recent runs. And here you can see whenever Goose is visiting a page, I am seeing here my 
um, my traces. So that's really, really nice. And uh, despite New Relic, which obviously also needs to work with production instances, and we did test on a kind of production instance, our law test last time, uh, we only get partial traces unless we configure it specially. Um, here I get full traces because I don't care as much about the performance, more about the relative performance. So we can already see, do we have something with the longest break time? Yes, we have. So here we have one that took 22 seconds, 22 seconds, 90 seconds, 18 seconds, 17 seconds. Okay, so uh, always <laughs> the same article, funnily enough. Uh, okay, so probably one that gets added frequently. Um, we could now uh, look into one of those ones and uh, see already, oh, it's something with the database that takes so long. The remainder is kind of not really. And you can see this graphical user interface a lot more raw than New Relic in that, but we can still get a, get a pretty nice idea. So um, there's two ways we can now um, essentially get to, oh, there's also some nice graphs, um, who's using what memory, etc. Um, and I could essentially have two ways to go forward now. I can, can go to who's calling the statement verb I execute and taking so long. Then I can look up to the query, can look up to the execute and go through that all. Or I can do something a little bit more smart because I know this is just one function that is, um, is so um, hard. So I should be able to sort by it in theory at least. Um, but apparently I can't. Okay, um, then we need to go uh, just click through. So we just need to always look at where's the largest result and that doesn't take long. Parent function execute again, the parent function of that. And now we see this query function is not called by much. There's just this good default revision ID from content moderation. Then there's this moderation state file item. Then there's get latest revision idea and get latest translation. Get latest translation affected revision idea, <laughs> which is uh, kind of interesting. But we see already our bugger is here, get latest revision ID. So um, and this is called by anti-type is revisionable. Um, and um, this takes very long, apparently. Okay. So now we wanna wanna look at um, oh, and this is is even called by this parent functions in certain contexts, but it can also be called itself. So this would be the view from internal. How do you get this nice graphical user interface uh, on here? Um, right now, this is just a pull request um, in the DDF contrib uh, repository. It's a poll 128. Um, and this is essentially has a nice recipe of how you can set it up. The first thing you need to do is in your DDF config YAML file, you need to add this web image extra packages for XHPROF. But I've been told that in future DDF versions, um, XHPROF will be available by default, similar to Xdebug. So that's a great win already for open source because there's something else proprietary supported out of the box also. 
Um, then we copy several folders to our DDAF folder. Essentially, you just follow this recipe. And then for the application, um, I've used the WordPress way because somehow the uh, Drupal way, the composer way didn't work for me. So I just download this um, PHP profiler here and required both those files and there was up and running. So let's take a look at how this looks. Um, this is essentially just two lines of code added here and that's it. By the way, uh, I did the same mistake as we originally did with our new relic thing. Um, I didn't have Redis enabled first. Um, so I uh, quickly mitigate that by adding Redis here as well. Uh, we have the standard Pantheon uh, information. Uh, just because uh, before it was kind of screwing up my database statistics because it was having way more load on the database than I ever expected. So I'm uh, not going to do that. The other way how we could have, have landed here. Setting that PHP correct that you were just looking at? Pandi question again. That was settings.php you were looking at? Yeah, this is settings.php. So we are looking at um, sites default uh, settings.php, the standard settings.php from Drupal. And this is just where I, um, just before DDEV includes its settings, I put this auto load here. I still hope um, that with DDEV itself, we can do some little tricks of either using preload or adding it automatically to settings DDF PHP if you do XHProf on and off, like that you can enable it by default. And um, then we can have some little um, helper script um, that is not the full blown graphical user interface if all you want are some traces essentially. Um, so, um, but this is a great solution that works very well with Goose. Our Goose attack is still running. Um, as also printing statistics from time to time, um, but not we've not yet seen the um, the maximum. So I'm gonna stop this here now. And uh, once Goose has stopped, we can see clearly see here we have an anon request, and it took 23 seconds. So despite in theory, um, this thing should only be affecting. Um, um, Authenticate users because quick edit is only there. Apparently, we have traces where um, this is affecting anonymous users as well. So that's pretty interesting and makes that critical bug even more critical. Um, this is something that Goose found. This didn't show up in the trace as clearly in in New Relic. Um, and um, uh, when we are testing on Pantheon, not only local, we also have the CDN, which is pushing a lot of load off. So uh, it wasn't as prevalent here, but Goose can clearly show us um, that the authenticated user here in this node call for posting the authentication, getting the authenticate uh, edit form, uh, there's all performance problems here. So um, this is um, really, really nice of Goose of, of showing us all this and um, we can see that even that our average is still uh, pretty okay uh, for many things, um, but it's a maximum where we have some real problems and uh, Goose shows it directly. So um, if you hadn't a nice tool like Goose, um, how would you go ahead in, in doing this? So you would go to quick edit empty view altar 
and uh, you would need to know and if I remember correctly we even saw this is latest revision in the Neuralink uh, screenshot so um, okay we know it's it's this is latest revision what's this latest revision even about there was something I asked and even questioned core about core has the idea of forward revisions so you have a published revision and any revision created afterwards is a so-called forward revision, which usually are drafts of the content, etc. But if you are in this mode and apparently you want a quick edit, you never want to edit um, the published version, but only the latest revision, essentially, even if what you are seeing right now is the published version because it hasn't been published yet. So um, this is all a little bit complicated because core, um, except if you use workspaces, which you really should, because then it's all clear of what belongs to what, because then if you change the workspace, well, it's clear you are editing in this workspace. And if you change to published, it's clear you are editing published. But here it's, it, what would this edit essentially? Would this edit the draft? Clear to me, what you just said was confusing. Are, are you saying that we're editing the currently published or we're editing the not currently published right now? The trick is whenever um, we are looking at a live version, then this quick, quick edit link does not want to show because it would be confusing if you edit it and then it's a completely different title in the edit mode than in this. So quick edit's only going to show up if you're showing the, the last even unpublished um, revision. Is that what you're saying? Yes. If you're looking at the latest revision ID, essentially, just then will the quick edit link show up. But there could be editors that can't access drafts or workflows or like that. They're only seeing like the live version. And so for those, this link just should not show up. So Core has this idea of a latest revision idea with essentially the latest draft. And um, the latest revision ID is essentially the maximum revision ID, at least if you don't put translation into the picture because then it gets even more complicated. It's a maximum revision ID uh, in the node revision table grouped by node ID. So uh, in theory, it's as simple as um, this. It's not the count, but it's a maximum of BID. So here we see um, what the um, maximum revision ID uh, is uh, based on the uh, node ID. Maybe we should put the node ID in between. So, and because I've created a lot of revisions once and deleted them. Uh, we have pretty high node IDs by now. Um, but yeah, this is essentially uh, what core expects to do. So what we can also do is we can write a little test. Um, now that uh, Goose is, is no longer here, um, we can write a little performance test of essentially just running this part. So um, what I like to do is I call it scr.php. And the reason is because I can just do ddfssh 
then I go to the directory where I have that and then I do drush scr which is short for script and then I uh, execute this little script and I can even put a time before it and after some time uh, we'll both be having a result of what the latest revision ID for node 16 is uh, and it's correct that's certainly correct. Um, we can see that here. Um, but we can also see it took 12 seconds. And this run, nicely enough, is also showing up uh, with the URL of slash. Um, this could be improved a little bit of, like, for example, showing the command line parameters. If it's on the command line, we can see it took um, 12 seconds here. We can take a look at the run and uh, Nicely enough, of course, uh, it's data -based statement wrapper again, uh, what's making the problem and get latest revision ID uh, as we already know. So yeah, um, so we found our troublemaker essentially. Um, now we need to find it in the code. Um, now that we've looked at it from, from all the the stages. So such a script is very, very useful for testing this uh, because you don't want to, especially with complex scenarios, you want to really just performance test this part that is so slow. You don't want to performance test everything essentially. So um, from quick edit, we would then uh, searching for, we would go to this latest revision um, for the NT interface, find that either via IDE or via grepping. Again, this is calling get latest revision ID here. And um, uh, from there we go go further to the content storage base uh, where this get latest revision ID is implemented. Um, and this is essentially an entity query, which is having the special latest revision part. And this is what introduced the problem, essentially. Um, and uh, for the get latest translation affected revision ID, they have some other special key here, but they're essentially doing a range and they're doing a sort uh, for the revision. Um, and the reason for that is and using all revisions instead of latest revision. And the original quick edit code used this part as well. They also used this kind of sort, etc., and it was fast and it was nice. Just when Core introduced this generic interface, that is when things got really slow. And the reason for that we see in the last part where the actual query is, and we see there's a left join, a self join on the table, where we look at all the revisions being smaller, and then being is now. And I've prepared that for us here. Um, and again, we can see this takes like a uh, long time. Uh, like five seconds here. And the reason why this is so slow, um, this kind of query is, and um, in this case, an explain doesn't even, even give us this information because it says uh, using where, using index, not exists even, um, is um, because we cannot really optimize based on the idea that we have the node ID already. And uh, essentially it grows quadratic based on the number of nodes and the number of revisions because the self join on a table and then is null is performance wise not a good idea. But the problem is uh, this max revision ID would also not work uh, due to the fact um, 
that we really, really, really want to filter this whole query uh, based on that. So the best compromise we came up with essentially, instead of having all this um, this um, left join, is to using uh, instead um, uh, just um, an inquiry. And then we select um, again the max VID from node revision. Uh, no limit needed. Okay. So and um, I did a mistake here. Sorry. Sorry, yeah. Uh, and this needs again to be grouped by node ID. And now we have our result. And now I explain um, says that at least for not too many node IDs, now we are based on the number of node IDs, um, this view can even be materialized and using an index for group by, and that's already much, much better. It's using a complexity of the number of nodes, but it's no longer quadratic complexity. And that's really, really important. Um, the problem is, um, this is still not making any use of the fact that we know the node ID. So essentially, um, if uh, we give this information to the subquery, which we cannot generically do, um, uh, sorry, not base table, that's not down here, um, then uh, it can just use an index and doesn't even need to use group by anymore because, well, there's only one, one NID, so we, it can essentially uh, change this and then select tables optimized away. It's just a materialized query uh, directly. So, um, and this is how essentially we um, uh, solve this um, for the core issue. Um, it's, um, let me quickly change to the branch. Or let's take a look at the, if probably easier. So what we're doing for gate lights to vision ideas, essentially we put it back to what it was originally. We just get all revisions. We put a range of zero one on end and we sort by the revision ID in descending order. And that's fast because that's what a database can very easy do. It's as similar as, as just doing a max. Um, the other part is instead of using this join, and this wasn't my idea, but someone else essentially had the idea that we add this as a subquery. So we essentially say uh, the revision field should be in this max group by uh, expression, which we just ran uh, essentially this uh, group by NID. And um, this isn't optimal. It would be much better to have a have a nice uh, mapping table which you could join for where courts always tracking the latest revision ID of of any revision. Um, but this is at least much much better uh, than we we had before. Yeah, and this is not core patching in real time, but at least core explaining explaining a core patch. <laughs> and how we can use Goose to uh, really help us uh, streamline things, find performance problems, and uh, yeah, 
even prove that this is not only affecting authenticated users but also anonymous users due to whatever. But this is Umami standard, so yeah. Are you able to run the load test again um, with that same database, but with the patch applied so we can see that it doesn't have that slowdown anymore? That's a very good idea. Let's do that. Okay. We have I patch. that up. Um, I mean, it's really impressive to me and, and, you know, makes me understand why we have such a great business. You know, you talk about how you ran that load test and you saw that there was a problem, but it took a tremendous amount of creative problem solving to actually find the problem. And then you need to know a ton about performance tuning code to fix the problem. Uh, so, you know, it's a pretty multi-layered uh, challenge when you're, when you're load testing here. Yes, it is. Um... Performance tuning is not for the weak. <laughs> it certainly is. Is is it's not the the problem is you never know uh, if you find a problem um, if you can fix it if what kind of um, um, structure you need and um, with many of those parts um, yeah performance uh, problems can be really, really tricky to find and, and exploit. But these are just tools that can help make it easier, etc. And then even Core had the right idea, um, but there was feedback that this group bike ferry wouldn't be better and we need something much, much better. And so a good solution was um, uh, delayed due to a perfect solution not yet being there. Um, and that's also a little bit, and here you need really need to understand um, if you're still studying, study your big O's. <laughs> They're so important to know if something is quadratic complexity or linear complexity. It makes a world of difference. So yeah, and, and hopefully this is fast now. So let's see um, what our longest wait time is. Yep. So longest wait time by now is 2.4 seconds. And we've been running already for quite a while. So we can assume uh, this is fixed. So then if you also cancel the goose load test, um, you shouldn't see any of those really long. Yep, probably. You can also turn that into the controller and do metrics to not stop it if you want. Yeah, sorry, exit already. But yeah, there's... Uh, Very cool. Normal max uh, 23 seconds. And... Is that pretty common? You know, the, the sort of pattern, you know, the complexity of, of finding? Um, I'm sure it's hard to say, but is it like 50 50, 80 20? Like, what percentage of the time is a problem like really obvious and easy to fix? And, you know, most time you find a root cause at, at some point. Um, the trickiest performance problems is if nothing is slow, um, but just the whole thing is slow because it's just, for example, too many layers deep. Um, then the best thing you can do is to add really nice caching. Um, because, But if there's something that is really slow, then it usually can be fixed in some way or another. Awesome. Uh, well, 
Fabian, Jeremy, that was really cool. Thank you for walking us through that. For the folks listening, please be sure to check out our other Goose Talks at tagone.com slash goose. We have lots of blog posts on how to use the tool, how to find performance problems and how to fix it like today's talk. Uh, if you have questions about Goose, please post them to the GitHub issue queues. If you like this talk, please remember to upvote, subscribe and share it out. You can check out our other Tag One talks at tagone.com slash talks. And as always, we love your feedback on this episode, as well as topic ideas for future episodes. You can write to us at ttt at tagone.com. That's uh, tagoneteamtalks at tag, the number one.com. Again, Fabian, thank you so much for joining us. Uh, thank you to Pantheon for providing hardware to test these Drupal instances. And thank you to everyone who tuned in. Really appreciate you joining us.